Welcome to Classic Reviews, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for reviewing classic television shows, video games and films. I'm your host Matthew and this is continuing the Disney Pixar episodes, so reviewing some classic Disney and Pixar films as I mentioned in the previous two episodes, which by the way were for Dinosaur and The Incredibles if you missed the previous two episodes. Uh, this is going to be a little four episode mini series and this is going to be the third of the fourth uh, of those films being reviewed. This one is for Monsters Inc. which is a 2001 uh, Pixar animated film directed by one Pete Docker, Doctor uh, released February 8th 2002. Um, so it's around about, it says 2001 on Google and then it says 2002 so around about the same time as uh, The Incredibles was released just sort of before uh, the Incredibles came out. Um, so Monsters Inc. or, or Monsters Incorporated. Um, it's funny that with the title. I, me- I remember e- even all the way back, you know, in the early two thousands, and you know, people just always called it Monsters Inc. But not Inc. as in like, you know, Inc. from a pen or something like that. But Incorporated. Um, which I suppose gives it a bit. It does give it a bit of a different name to just calling it Monsters. Um, obviously there's marketing and all that type of stuff for it, which clearly it didn't, uh, didn't fail with that, because this film did very, very well. Um, it did get a prequel film, um, I think in 2013, called Monsters University, which I remember enjoying, but I, I don't, I remember have that having, uh, some bad reception around it. Um, there is some, uh, uh, of course the sequel TV show called Monsters at Work, which I have reviewed the first season of here on Entertainment Talking, is supposed to get a second season. So, Monsters Inc. Do I like it? What's my uh, opinion on it? I absolutely love this film. I think there's so much charm. Um, it just oozes, you know, personality and charm, and just the characters are so well thought out put into this world the world itself like the function of it if you think about how it functions is so interesting um and it's it's an interesting world to look at in of itself because essentially what you've got is you've got this world full of monsters that there's no humans in this world and they use these doors which are kind of portals almost to go into, you know, the closets of children's bedrooms and then scare them. Um, and it's interesting, if if you look at the way that they react when Boo, you know, enters into their world. And the way, the way that they perceive, the way that they look at humans. Um, and how kind of they see us as monsters. But if you flip the situation around, like if an actual monster came out of a closet... And it looked like a real version. Obviously, these characters are animated. If it looked like a real version of like Randall or something, we would freak out, wouldn't we? Um, and I remember there was a couple of times when I was doing the weekly reviews for Monsters at Work, and you sort of got to look at them culturally differently because of the fact of like, um, in terms of emotions, how they perceive things, how they would see things that we normally look at. Um, like, like just general everyday stuff. Um, and there is a human element about their world. Obviously, they they live in, like, you know, they live in a human 
shaped world like with with normal buildings and you've got cars and you've got people going to work people getting dressed um i mean they eat different stuff to us and they've got like you know well slightly different stuff to us but they still have like you know restaurants they still go to work it's just they're they're almost living in a version of our world which has been tailored towards them and there's like you know different sized cars for different sized monsters and things like that um but if it was a case of one of us fell into their world, we'd be freaked out by them. Um, unless you're, of course, a little girl called Boo in in, in this case. Um, but I, I found that very interesting. And, you know, what's been interesting for me so far going through these three films, which was Incredibles, Dinosaur, and now Monsters, Inc., is as I've gotten older, because I'm now 28, um, as I've gotten older, and I've, I think I've seen this film, this might be my fourth time watching this film, um, so it's 21 years old, um, and, like, obviously the, these films, you know, with Disney and Pixar films, they are built for, like, everyone to enjoy, like, you know, children, young adults, adults, you know, older people, and that, that sort of thing, so you have to build it around that, but it's so interesting, looking at this film as more of an adult um and just picking up on different stuff um i mean probably when you're a kid you would sort of i mean from what i remember it was just watching these fun monster type characters function in this world and you know they they were fun and they still are fun and charming and everything but they're fun they're charming characters um they've got a lot of you know colour and personality and that sort of thing but that's what Pixar kind of goes for um and there is messages in there about stuff and there is messages about like um is this company treating children right should they be doing this and that sort of stuff but I mean you, you don't really think that deeply about it when you're a kid you're just sort of there enjoying you know the fun and the animation getting a bit scared uh laughing a bit at the film or you know some more heartwarming moments or whatever uh, obviously Pixar has the, has the power and the ability to do that and they have for you know well over 20 years at this point um, but no I, I, I love this film I, I really really enjoyed going again if I watch this when I'm in my you know 50s or 60s or, or whatever um, I might look at it differently again um, like if I watch these films like you know with Toy Story and Incredibles and Monsters Inc if I watch them at like different ages because uh, I, def I definitely watched this when I was a kid. Then I probably watched it when I was like in my teen years or something. And now again, you know, um, roughly 10 years later or something like that, uh, I visited it again. Um, but I loved going back to this. Um, I think... So in terms of the three, I'm not, I'm not really doing... I'm not going to really do a, a rankings per se for these four films. Um, this obviously is more comparable to Incredibles than Dinosaur, because obviously Dinosaur, out of these three so far, Dinosaur is obviously the Disney film, but then Incredibles and Monsters Inc. Pixar films, and you can kind of see that as well in, in the execution of, like, the, um, the, the themes and sort of the layers of this film, I suppose, and the general, like, format of this film. It is much more, like, like there's nothing really about Obviously, it isn't a Pixar film. There's nothing about Dinosaur that you would think, oh, is this a Pixar film? Whereas you'd look at something like The Incredibles and Monsters, Inc. and you'd recognise that they are Pixar films and that they just have a particular different flavour to them. Um, 
But no, it was it was brilliant to go back to this. Um, I really enjoyed revisiting these characters again. This film made me laugh a bunch of times. It made me smile a bunch of times. Um, there was the nostalgic element, obviously, as well. You know, even the, the theme tune uh, with the trumpets and whatnot, um, which you did get in the TV show. But see, for me, the TV show, as much as I enjoyed it, and it's an interesting, different kind of flavour, um, it doesn't hit the same way that this does. But then it is, the TV show is supposed to be something a little bit different. Um, it's interesting as well because I didn't remember how much, because uh, obviously in this they go from scaring the kids to making them laugh. And, um, you know, in, in Monsters at Work is a direct sequel in terms of um, what the company is doing. They're now making kids laugh instead of scaring them. I didn't remember how much they set it up. I remember obviously the bit of the end with Boo that I'll talk about in a minute, but... Um, I I didn't remember them actually switching it over, um, which is odd because, again, this was such an interesting journey for me as well, again, because it's one of those things where I didn't remember every single beat of the film, but I remembered, like, okay, this happens, this happens, and this happens. I remembered certain checkpoints, but not, like, every single sort of beat. And what's it, what's interesting from my perspective of this is I remembered the Mike comedy scene at the end, but I didn't remember the film f- fully flipping the company over to doing laughter and like the whole, um, you know, making making what was it called like a, a laugh floor now? Not it's not a scare floor; it's a laugh floor now, and switching that over. Um, I also kind of remembered like with uh, what's his name, Walter Noose. I also remembered okay, he does become the bad guy. And I remembered the whole, you know, kidnap a thousand children bit and all that. I remembered that, but I didn't remember the exact ex- execution of it. Um, and I was sort of, I was waiting for like, okay, I know that the penny drops at some point, but I couldn't remember exactly how, because uh, it had been, you know, f- five, ten years or, or something last time I saw this film. Um, but... Because I, I sort of didn't remember, like, oh, yeah, he kicks them through the door. But then I remembered when he kicks them through the door, it's like, oh, yeah, they're now meeting with the abominable snowman. But he thinks he's a you know, charming snowman, all this type of stuff. Which you do, you do visit him in the TV show at, at a certain point. So it, it was so interesting rem- remembering certain bits as, like, an unfinished puzzle almost. And, like, I remember Randall, like, does get caught and, like, dealt with at the end of the film or by the end of the film but I didn't remember exactly how and then as soon as they go for like the um what's it called when they go to throw him through the door I remembered that like like as soon as that scene started I was like oh yeah they're gonna throw him through the door um smash the the, the light flip the door over and then that'll be it um so I remembered that but I don't I didn't remember like okay this this like Doors um, set piece where they're climbing from door to door. I kind of remember that, but I didn't remember exactly how we got caught. Uh, and then it was through um, Boo, wasn't it? Which is such a great scene when she's she's whacking him over the head with uh, with baseball bat. It's so good. Um, I do like that bit actually. I like how um, you know she was kind of his victim because she was the one that was being scared what daily almost um, or during the weekdays, I suppose, by him like for for probably a long time. Um, her, her and obviously other children, but she's the one that you because they obviously rotate the doors. They don't they don't just go in and out the same door for for their whole work day, but them doing that. Um, but she's the one to actually like you know beat him up and and that kind of thing. I thought that was that was great. Um, because I was kind of watching that scene like today. Obviously, when I watched the film, 
Um, and I was like, okay, she's beating him up a lot. This is this is great. This is quite funny, actually. This is quite great. But, like, does he get um, her off of him at some point? And they're like, no. And then, you know, he actually gets caught. And I was like, hmm, is there another bit to, to Randall? And then they go to the next bit where they're throwing him through the door. I was like, oh, no, that's fully how, like, he gets he gets captured, which I thought was was very, very good. Something interesting I noticed as well in terms of in terms of just bits of information and stuff is when so when they first um end up what's called taking Boo back to their to their house because obviously where else are they gonna gonna take her because um, I think the door goes or whatever it was um and there's two little see there's two little parts within the same scene of like because they're not sure how to deal with this human child because why would they know how to do that um it'd be the same thing like like if a if a baby monster came into our world we wouldn't know how to deal with it so when you've got a um well not baby but child young child so if you have like a a, for so you flip the situation around again you have a you know little girl a a child who's, who's a girl um jump into their world they don't know how to how to they, they they just all that they know is okay go into these doors scare them walk out and then that's it uh they don't know sort of like um because they also think that we're like contaminated and horrible which obviously there's you know high different hygiene levels of people but um it'd be the same for us wouldn't it if like you know um if an alien jumped into our world as much as they could if presumably they did speak if a monster or an alien jumped into our world, we would assume like, oh, you're probably like full of God knows what, you know, diseases and all this kind of stuff, and th- th- they perceive it the same way. So you flip either situation around, and it it, it makes sense. So, um, yeah, the two bits I was going to mention, they take her back to to their their house, and they try to just come up with a plan. And there's a bit. What was it? She. What is it? She does. She cries first, doesn't she? Um, because the um. Or was it Mike? I think Mike takes away the uh, the bear first, and she starts crying. And obviously, that is the the, the their their kind of natural source of energy, which is to make the kids cry from being scared or screaming, you know, that type of thing, and have the bars go up, and that's how they made their energy. And then I like the and I've now that again now that I watch this film, it feels a bit more intentional given the the path they go down. Um, and then the next bit, which is, I think Mike accidentally falls into, like, a bin, and there's, like, books that get shoved into his mouth or something, and she starts laughing, and that's used as, like, the same energy. That was almost an early hint as to, like, okay, it doesn't have to be scaring the kids, you can also make them laugh, and obviously making a child laugh as opposed to making them cry and be scared is the better thing to do, which they learn that by the end of the film. It's the more, you know, morally right thing to, to do. <clears throat> uh, so I, I thought that was like an interesting early little part. Um, it's also something as well that because um, Mike's doing like really really well with the comedy, and they met. My, uh, Sully mentions to him at that point in the scene like, "Oh yeah, you you you, you know how uh, you know you're doing better." He said it in a friendly way like, "Oh, you know you're doing better because uh, laugh causes more energy." And you see in that scene with the lights that. I think what was it they they showed when she cries in that apartment scene it's only their light that goes off when she laughs it's like the whole like neighborhood sort of thing lights up so that was those were some interesting early hints and I I never picked up on that until watching it now which again you know I'm an adult and I'm picking up on more things I I suppose so that was very very interesting 
Um, I don't know if any of you would have like noticed that before if you've watched this film recently or whatever the case. But that was almost like an early hint. I mean, I don't think they had the TV show planned back then because, you know, Disney Plus didn't exist in 2001. Um, didn't exist until almost 20 years later. Um, but, yeah, that that's, ob- that's obviously like a hint as to the ending of the film, at least. Um, so I thought that was that was quite interesting. Because if you look back at it now and you see where this franchise has gone with the TV show, um, that makes it makes a lot more sense. So um, anyway, let's take a break. Come back in a minute and we'll talk some more about Monsters, Inc. See you in a second. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K. UK to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode, and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well, so you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K. You can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20% off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscaped's quality thanks very much to manscaped for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link hi there if you'd like to get rid of the ads in entertainment talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes we've got good news for you there as well you can subscribe to entertainment talk at either the five dollar level tier or ten dollar level tier the five dollar level tier will get you access to all of entertainment talks previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for if you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show or a film review of your choice so if you if there's a tv show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it we can watch two episodes of that tv show or film review so it's one of either of those per month of course if you continue subscribing each month you can pick a tv show then a film the next month and so on and so forth this is a great way to support entertainment talk get your ad free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening back to the show Let's move on to the next part of this. That was just a general, just me chatting about things with this film. Let's talk about the cast. Uh, you got Billy Crystal, John Goodman, obviously as uh, James Sullivan or Sully, and then uh, Billy Crystal as Mike. Uh, the two of them do return. I think they're in all three things, which is Monsters University, the prequel, um, 
there's filming that they are both in the TV show as well for, for Disney Plus. Then it says uh, Pete Doctor um, as additional voices. Obviously, that's the director as well. Um, Rob Peterson as Roz. Um, if you wondered who Randall was, and I, I did look it up while I was watching, because it, it was one of them things, again, this has been so interesting to go through, because obviously all these films I'm watching are going to be animated. Um, and you know, because it's been a while since I've watched these films, and I'm like... Which voice is that? You know, kind of thing. Uh, Steve B- Buscemi is Randall, um, and it's that one. Of, it was one of the things. Where I was like, I really recognise because obviously, you know, with with John and Billy, you know that they're Mike and Sully. I couldn't quite remember who Randall was, and I started hearing his voice, and I was like, I recognise this voice, but I can't quite pinpoint who it is. And then looked him up, and I was like, Oh yes, yes, it's him. So that's him. Uh, Flint is voiced by Bonnie Hunt. Uh, Wallace Shawn returned in this film as well. Obviously, he's been working with Pixar for a long, long time. He's been Rex for over 20 years. Uh, he was in um, Incredibles as well. And obviously, he was in this film. It doesn't say who he was voicing. Who was he voicing in this? I'm trying to think back now. Uh, I can't think who he was voicing. Uh, then you got John uh, Rassenberg as uh, the, the snowman. Uh, and if you wondered... Who was uh, voicing Boo, which is a little child, Mary Gibbs. I just want to see, because obviously that was done uh, a long, long time ago. Uh, Yeah, Mary Gibbs is a former um, child actress who is best known as voicing Boo in the 2001 Disney Pixar film Monsters, Inc. She also voiced Sharon in Mulan 2. She is the daughter of artist uh, Rob Gibbs. She's now 26 years old. So, obviously, she's grown up in the over 20 years that this film has been out. Uh, so, she's only two years younger than myself, which is which is very interesting. Um, there's some things I want to talk about with um, with Boo, actually, in a minute. Because, uh, obviously, she's a key, very, very key part of this film. Um, then it's got some other voices here as well. Um, it's got a lot of people listed as, like, additional voices, which is... Kind of interesting. Um, I'll get to my point about Boo now, actually. So, end of the film, obviously, they get the uh, door back. Um, everything's been resolved. You know, Water Noose um, has been uh, arrested. They're pretty sure he was arrested. Randall's been thrown away and whacked over the head a bunch of times. He's in that, like, caravan thing. That's all been dealt with. Uh, everything with... Um, so is it Cecilia? I think her name is. Is her voice listed here? Um, oh yes, Jen Jennifer Tilly, Cecilia or Cecilia, Cecilia. Um, yeah, that's all been like fixed and resolved. So obviously the next bit was like, okay, are you actually going to leave Boo where she is, or what are you going to do? And they said that like Mike implies that they worked very hard to get this door back. Opens the door, you don't see. The room you just see like the the door frame, but the view from the other person, um, or like the the other side of the, you know what I mean. Um, you see that. Um, opens the door and he asks if you know Boo's there. He calls out to her, and you do hear a slightly older sounding voice, maybe. Um, uh, maybe some some time has passed, and who knows? Maybe time in our world, uh, works differently to time in theirs. Uh, although there is the bit where Randall says, you know about time and you know in five minutes this will happen and whatever but still could work a little bit differently um 
And Boo, what what it sounds like, Boo's voice says Kitty, which was obviously um, her nickname for for Sully, which is very very cool. Um, and there's still theories going on, you know, twenty years later, and questions asked because we haven't had this resolved still. Um, questions is like, okay, was it her? Was it somebody else? What what was what's the actual answer there? And they've never done a sequel film. You've got the the sequel TV show, which um, in the ten episodes. I don't think it addressed anything to do with Boo. Uh, they also introduced a new character in that show called Tyler, who's actually the protagonist. Uh, Mike and Sully aren't side characters; they're just not the main characters. It's actually Tyler that you're that you're following in the show because he sort of like graduates, um, laugh something or other, and he ends up working at Monsters Inc. Uh, to try to um, you know get onto the laugh floor. That's that's his that's his kind of objective. Um, it has to be Boo because, like, who else would would say that? It's the same door. She might be a little bit older, which I I think she is possibly a little bit older. Um, because we also don't know how much time has passed. I mean, like, but regardless of what I said about you know differences possibly in time, we don't know how much time has actually passed. Um, between you know what what's what's going on and everything. Um, but no, it's the same door. Um. A young-ish sounding female voice says Kitty, which was his nickname, um, given to her, given to him by her, and I don't think Sully would smile like that if it wasn't Boo. Now, Pixar's got an opportunity here. If you announced, and as much as I like the TV show, the TV show can still be its 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 own thing and whatnot. But if you said something along the lines of like, we're going to make a third film and it will be a, let's say a bridge in between the TV show or that can still be its its own thing. Because um, like Tyler in the show has got nothing to do with Boo or anything else like that. Um, you could break the internet. If if you were going to, if Pixar announced, hey, we're doing, let's call it Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. 3 or whatever. Because the problem is, if you call it Monsters Inc. Two, and that's your third film, because Monsters University, just call it Monsters Inc. Three or something like that. I don't know, or Monsters, I don't know, something like that. Um, and you you don't give any context, but you say Boo will return, and you post a picture, not of an aged up version of Boo, but like what we knew Boo to look like. Like you post a picture of Boo. And you say, you know, Mike and Sully will return, you know, characters will return, uh, Monsters, Inc. sequel in, in, in development. And you say something along the lines of, like, just, hey, you know, Mike and Sully are back with more laughs or whatever it would be. Um, and then you just put Boo will return or something. And you put a little picture of Boo or, or something like that or like a GIF or I don't know. I I think you have the potential there to break the internet for for maybe maybe just for a couple of days, but I I think that will be a big big deal in terms of like not just the Pixar fan base, but you know film news and and and, and Disney news and things like that. Because um, I I still think in terms of because I spoke with um, when I was talking about Dinosaur, and I said like I, I don't know in this day and age how many people would remember the film or recognize it or you know remember what it was because there's just been no word about anything to do with it after that the film came out. The Incredibles is is pretty recent. Obviously, you had The Incredibles two, might have been four years ago, but it was still pretty recent. Um, 
And Monsters Inc. The, the Monsters franchise, whether you're talking about University or Monsters Inc. or whatever, um, you've got the TV show going on, so it's 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 in people's minds. Um, I definitely think if Pixar were to announce, like you know, there's going to be a Monsters Inc. Just say Monsters Inc. sequel or something. Um, Mike and Sully will return with more funny adventures or whatever. Um, but it actually focuses on Mike's comedy as opposed to what the TV show did, which was introduce Tyler, which that's still great, but. You know, um, obviously with a with an actual film sequel, it would make sense to focus on Mike uh, with with the comedy and stuff. Um, so you do that, you leave Randall and like Waternoose out of it. You, you leave those characters alone, um, but you announce that Boo is coming back. I I think that will be really really big news, um, and I don't think it's too late to do it either. Um, you know, I don't know how many people watch the monsters um, at work. TV show, but Monsters Inc. I think is still pretty popular. I think it's still pretty popular. So um, we have a big opportunity there. I would expect. I mean, would you have the same voice actress come back and all that? How old would Boo actually be? Um, I I don't know how those variables would work. Um, I'm not saying I'm not saying that voice actors can't have the talent to voice like you know young people because obviously they do. That's that's the whole idea of your job is to have different range of different voices and be able to voice different characters um and you've you've seen it before where like adults have voiced like younger people's characters and stuff like that so um so whether she'd you know i, I wouldn't expect like a 26 year old boo to to be uh you know um to, to to turn up or whatever um i don't know how that would work but um yeah, that would be. I think that would be really big if they if they did that. Um, but as I kind of said also with Pixar when I was talking about the Incredibles, is you've had two Incredibles films. There's so much untapped untapped potential there, and I still think there's a lot of untapped potential here with Mon- the Monsters franchise. Just not maybe as much as the Incredibles. Although they they still have a few things that you could do with them definitely. Um, so there's that. But um, I certainly think there's room for like. Yeah, probably a second season of the show, which I think they're working on, and uh, at, at least another film. I think there's uh, there's room for that. Um, what else do I want to talk about with with this? Randall himself is a very very cool villain. I like his powers a lot because they've all got kind of different things going on about them, right? Sully is like it's interesting with Sully because um, when he, he, you can look at him as like the big cuddly bear, but then you could also look at him as like the big scary sort of bear character um mike obviously is kind of this round ball <laughs> character which is which is funny which is fun um but no with randall like he's able to blend in the background he's able to go invisible which is crazy um and he can like slither around and stuff there's a lot of um see what's interesting about the competition thing between randall and sully is sully kind of you know is big he can bump into things in like you know small rooms and stuff like that um and he's kind of just got his big roar but that big roar is so effective obviously as we saw in the scene with um with boo um but like randall could blend into different backgrounds uh you could also use like randall could also have it so like the kid spots him but then goes invisible and then pops up somewhere else which was probably what he was doing um or like blend into I don't know the headboard or, or something. You know, there's there's so many different things that Randall could probably do. 
um, and the competition between them I, I think is, is pretty cool in that way which doesn't get like fully fully explored but that's not really one of the ideas here I suppose um, and I'd, I wouldn't really need to see loads of scenes where it's like okay how how was Sully scaring the kids and how was Randall scaring the kids and the differences you kind of, it's kind of already obvious anyway with, with what they can both do um, so I wouldn't really need to see that per se um, but uh, no they're very cool like, cause it's interesting with Randall because he is literally like a um. What's what's the word I'm looking for? Not sli- not slivery. He kind of like slivers around and stuff, and he's a very like slivery, evil villain. I mean, you look at the you look at the things that him and Waternoose are trying to do, like kidnapping children, sucking them into like, um, what did he say? Like a scare extraction machine, and you see like the um mechanic of it and it's like you, you're tying somebody down in this little chair and like kind of almost sucking the life out of them um like was he intending like you see when um randall's uh assistant i don't know what his name is um he gets put into the machine right so that he gets trapped and it's like sucking the life out of him so was the idea to like kill these kids or something with it like it's, it's quite dark on the surface of it um, when when you think about it, but like it, it just goes to show how evil. Um, and I do think Randall's more evil than than uh, Waternoose, but still, they still both got like such such terrible ideas. Because um, what it was gonna kind of be was uh, Waternoose works with Randall to like kidnap these kids and extract, you know, fright out of them. It's 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 pretty bad. Um, but obviously this is a Pixar film, so you're not going to delve deep into like the all, all of the details on that. Like you, you get you get the idea of it, which I think is uh, also explained pretty well. Um, but no, good. They both get caught and they both get their comeuppance, which is the whole point of that story, I think. Um, is there anything else I want to talk about? I don't think so. Um, but yeah, loved the film. I, I loved going back to this. This was great. I love these characters. They're so cool. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, oh, I've just clicked on another, I, I had the cast tab clicked open for so long, there's the characters tab, um, let me just, I'm just gonna go through that, so obviously James and Mike, and, uh, Sully and Mike, John and Billy, um, Boo was Mary Gibbs, Roz was, uh, Bob Peterson, Roz is the, um, reception not receptionist the receptionist was 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 celia the uh the one that doesn't get on with 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 mike the one with the the um the slug woman uh then you got uh steve buscemi is randall uh jennifer tilly is cecilia uh, celia um james coburn as uh it says henry j waternoose the third is just waternoose uh, Frank Oz as Fungus. Fungus is the guy I was talking about. He's got the three eyes and he's like Randall's not very willing assistant, but assistant. Um, then you've got the claw, guy with the claws. Um, he's the one that gets kind of scared a little bit. He's voiced by Joe Ranf. He's called Pete Claws Ward. Um, George Sanderson. Um, Samuel Lord. Uh, he was the one that like we have a is it twenty three nineteen we have a twenty three nineteen we have a twenty three nineteen <laughs> and I like the bit at the end uh, where there's like another sock on him or something and he, his partner person or whatever 
is literally about to like say twenty three nineteen again. He's like, no, I'm sick of this. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna shove you in this door. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, got the two um, cleaners. Uh, one's called Needleman. One's called Smitty. Uh, Dan Gearson is Smitty, and Needleman is Dan Gearson. Oh, they're both voiced by the same person. Um, they're the sort of ones that like you know, they're the clean up crew kind of thing. Um, and that's all we got. That's all we got for those. Anyway, love this film. It was great to go back to it. I'm glad that I did. Um, there's a Google search has just come up. Boo grown up. Oh, right. It, it, it's giving me images of... Because um, there's a theory of like the Pixar cinematic universe, isn't there? And there is like references in some of Pixar's films to other Pixar films. And all this, all it's giving me is um, pictures of grown-up characters that look like Boo... Who are in other films. There's like the one of the teenage characters in Turning Red. Who looks a bit like Boo. Um, that was a recent one that I saw. And there's a, there's a few others listed here as well. There's um, Big Hero 6. The, the mum from that. No not the mum. The auntie I think it was from that. As like a much older version of, of Boo. Like a um, what 40 year old Boo. Uh, I don't think either of those actually are her. But... Yeah, very interesting character. Very interesting character. So, anyway, that's my thoughts pretty much on Monsters, Inc. Loved going back to this. Um, I'd be curious to check out, go back to Monsters University. Because I, I remember enjoying it. I've only seen that film once. Um, but I remembered, you know, when I got onto Twitter years later. And uh, people didn't seem to, to enjoy that film quite so much. Um, so, there we go. <laughs> Anyway, what's your thoughts on Monsters, Inc.? Do you like it? Do you not? What do you think of different theories and stuff? Do you think it's Boo there at the end? What do you think of the different characters? Um, I love the, the, the sort of, like, friendship between Mike and Sully. I think it's brilliant. Um, yeah, lots of very, very cool characters in this as well. Um, anyway, would you like a sequel? Would you not care to see another one? Do you think that's a, a decent ending, which is the, the implication that Boo is there? Or how, how are you kind of looking at all that? Um, and, uh, yeah, what do you think of all of that, basically? Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's a contact page, information in your show notes, email box on the website version of the episode, and a clickable email name in your show notes as well. Uh, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org, TV, games, films, main night, podcast, take a look out for all those, EntertainmentTalk.org, and podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk. If you want to support us in other ways, you can also tell other people about what we're doing, and where they can find it, either by just telling them or using social media. Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers for the free podcast review options. Have a look out for that as well if you'd like to. Uh, TV and film news, Renault's cancellations, pickups, air dates, all that sort of stuff. Um, Geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio on Tuesdays. Have a look out for all of that. Bex, over on Twitch if you want some fun content over on Twitch. Retro Retro chat and game streams. Uh, Bex, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S over on Twitch and other platforms as well. Uh, me over on Twitch, eTalk, K, E-talk UK and YouTube Entertainment Talk Place. Thanks very much for listening and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.